Manchester City have reached the UEFA Champions League final for the second time in three years after knocking out two of the tournament's traditional powerhouses, Bayern Munich and Real Madrid. Compared with Man City, the rival in the coming final, Inter Milan, came to the final stage in a relatively easier way, which made some question their chances against the Premier League giants. Welcome back to CGTN Sports Talk. I am your host Li Xiang, and I'm glad to be joined by my colleague Josh here. Great to be back. So, do you agree with a lot of people that this final is over? It's just like a process they have、yeah. to go through to get the trophy. I mean, it's one of those things where you regularly see because of the seeding system, you regularly get this situation where it's like the big team versus like the big underdog team,、mm-hmm. and this time it's by far the best team in the tournament based on results. Yeah. With a team who, like, they're fine. They earn their spot. I can't argue against it. But you look at previous scenarios like this, where it's been like, say, Real Madrid versus Atletico, or those times where like Juventus got to the final. Exactly. And they aren't on the same grand scale, but you feel like okay, they've put everything together. They have superstars. They have a great manager. This is going to be their year. And when it doesn't pan out, they kind of disappear.、Mm-hmm. With this time. It really doesn't feel that way. It feels like one just team that's bulldozed everyone, like you say, knocked out two of the favorites. Yeah. Versus the one who got a very lucky side of the draw, and it's a real shame to say that because Inter are. I mean, both the Milan sides、mm-hmm. are for me very historical sides. I associate with this tournament. I associate with top level exciting football. But you look at the lineups. You look at the games. Everything suggests. This is going to be a very easy night for、yeah. Manchester City and Istanbul.、Mm, and whatever they have achieved in the history is history, not now, which matters the most now.、Yeah. So, let's start with say City's. I don't know how to put it. Four nothing、mm. win over Real in the second leg. I mean, after the first one, we're like, yeah, Pep just did his Pep thing again. Harland is not. Who we think he will be? Maybe Real will just bring victory away from Didi Hot, and then they will enter the final. But again, they like they were suddenly they were what thirty years older and、yeah. didn't know what to do. Yeah, that was really strange because I remember before the first leg in Spain, Pep said it will be decided in Manchester,、mm-hmm. and basically what I gathered from that is the first game will be KG. That's accepted. We expect this from these teams. And it was as a it was probably the best game I've seen of the season so far, at least in the Champions League. So then I expected they go to the Etihad, and it's going to be the same, but it's going to be a one nil, two one, fairly even. But the margins take it over. But the Etihad was rocking from the very start. I've、mm. never heard it like that. I mean, we go back five or six seasons. That place was empty on the Champions League night. True, couldn't get people to go. Yeah, on this night it was packed, and City were. You know, lethal. They were going for it. You、mm-hmm. know, two goals in each half. Yeah, it and not only that, but they pinned、um, Madrid in、yeah. their own half. Like I want to say, it was fifteen minutes before a、like、player thirteen got... passes in the first twelve minutes. Yeah, like, is that really football? And you looked at that team, and it's a thing where I feel like we've like every year. I feel like either I say to you or I say in this podcast or something. I've seen Luka Modric's last game、mm. because he's been old for a long time. I think we talk about this in the World in the Cup. World Cup yeah. yeah, exactly. And this is the first time where I feel like okay, he looked old.、Mm-hmm. It wasn't that always、oh, in his mid thirties, but he's still capable. This time he looked old. He was pressurized so quickly. It was the same with Tony Kroos, yeah, who had that fantastic shot. You know, 
across both of these legs, the shots that um, never went in from Real Madrid, mm -hmm. they were like bouncing off the post, bouncing off the crossbar. Like the, the margins are so narrow. But the issue is that was his one and done because yeah. as soon as that happened, he got closed down by like Rodri so quickly by Grealish stealing the ball. Like the movement and the pressure, they didn't have a moment. And that's fine when you look at the people they have up front with Rodrigo and Ben and uh, Vinicius with Benzema mm -hmm. kind of in that floating role. But when it's Modric, Cruz, they just simply couldn't move the ball and mm. that killed them. There's just nothing to it. So it's more like Real have gone really bad, not like City. Of course, they're good, but not like they have suddenly become a different team. Mm. Mm. It's, a, it's one of those things where... You know, it reminds me a little bit of what people typically say about like boxing in UFC, where they can describe people as getting old overnight. In the space of basically one game, what one week since, mm -hmm. since the previous yeah, leg, yeah. they just look like they've been found out. And not in a case of found out in terms of like, oh, we know what this team's style is, we can counteract it. It's more a case of we know if we apply pressure, they don't have the legs to get around it. If we overload it with two or three players and a pretty widely spaced midfield there's nowhere to go besides for back and then because we have De Bruyne, Gundogan and Haaland who will always be this attacking threat mm -hmm. they just ran out of options very quickly and I don't think Ancelotti was fast enough with his uh, substitutions True. and because of that they were already two down that's 3-1 on aggregate and basically it was finished by half time. Yeah so before we get to Man City do you think this is time or it's a sign that Real has to go through a total reshuffle? I know I think they signed an extension with Modric mm -hmm. and Tony Cruz maybe they want to keep him keep him. But the loss of the loss of control of the midfield is actually one of the key reasons they lost to City. Mm -hmm. I heard that Drew Bellingham is coming close to getting a deal with Real, but him alone will not be enough. Yeah. So do you think uh, it's a turnover? Like I, start I, over. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like Modric, he's because like the accuracy and the passing game he has. If he was to pull back almost into the way Cruz is now. Mm -hmm. You could have him as sort of like a quarterbacking metronome style midfielder, but then you need to have someone alongside Valverde. Yeah. And if they basically make, say, Asensio a regular starter, because he came on for Cruz halfway through mm -hmm. uh, the second half, I mean, halfway through the second half, 70th, 65th minute, something like that, then at Jude Bellingham, I think that would really help. It's one of those things where I don't think they should completely scrap it and move on. But you need to start trading out your Cruces, your Modric's, even your Benzema's, because as fantastic as he is up front, not only is he an island, which means you're left with basically nine outfield players, mm -hmm. we've seen several times this season, he takes one small knock, and that was it happened against Liverpool. Yeah, I forget which leg it was, but he basically just brushes up against Virgil van Dijk, and he had to limp off. So I feel like we are in this position now where... Maybe they should have started this a season ago, two seasons ago, but now we are, I think, the breaking point where it's good enough for La Liga, mm -hmm. it's good enough for the Champions League, but against the elite of the elite, particularly a team with as much youth and verve as this Manchester City. You know, I'm looking right now at the bench, Phil Foden, Julian Alvarez, Calvin Phillips, these players they didn't even bring on. Uh, well, they brought on two of those. What I mean is... They have young legs that they can yeah. bring on halfway through or towards this end of the game. 
if you are Real Madrid, you can't be that far behind in terms mm. of energy. That's true. So basically, you don't need to start over right now completely, but it's time to make maybe not small, but make part of that change year by year or yeah. month by month. Yeah, I, I think what they need to start doing is looking at their starters and figuring out. Okay, this piece has to go be missing. Maybe if you keep Cruz around, have him you know, out on the bench, something he can still do a good thirty minutes. But if he is replaced by Jude Bellingham, then in the winter transfer window or next season, look for a striker to replace Benzema or yeah. something like that. I mean, you know, I'm saying about a striker to replace Benzema. The story is that Haaland is going to move, mm -hmm. basically, if not this season, next. Yeah. Because he's been very vocal about as a release clause. He's here to win the Champions League. He's always dreamed of playing for Real Madrid. Who doesn't? Yeah, so I feel like the plan is in motion mm -hmm. for Madrid but this is the game where we realized okay the plan has to be done now true and don't forget there's a guy whose name starts with Killian ends with mm. Mbappe he said I'm so sorry that I didn't join you the other year maybe there's something to talk about when that happens would not be surprised because the thing is with PSG is it looks like the wheels have fallen off completely yeah. we've, we've mentioned how it's been kind of rocky it hasn't really worked out now I feel like we are really in the end of that, let's call it an experiment, the, okay. the decade experiment. Mm -hmm. And if you are Mbappe, your stock is probably at the lowest it's ever been for True. a massive player, for a next generation star. You have to make the move now or never, I think. Yeah, and or the next generation will catch you. Precisely. So yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up there sooner mm -hmm. rather than later. Of a lot of losses Man City suffered before, it's always they blame Pat for Please just stick to your plan. Mm. Don't make extra plan. Don't. We don't want surprises because he always has this habit of I've been studied. Our team yeah. has been studied. We have to be surprising. You, you don't like <laughs> you mentioned. Yeah. You have so many good players. Whatever you have on the bench can actually make a very competitive team. So just get your players do what they're good at and they can win. Yeah. Is that what they did against Real? Yeah, I think so because I think which really stood out in this game compared to. Basically, what I was expecting, based on how they've been in the previous games they've been knocked out, there was a confidence to mm -hmm. it. It was, we know what we're going to do, we're moving the ball, we're having possession, we're overloading your midfield, we're bursting down the side, we're crossing in, and we're going to do that time and time and time again. Because previously, it's always been a case of, even before the game, oh, player X isn't starting, oh, player Y is on the team sheet, but when they go out, oh, he's in the midfield rather than, like, I forget who, but, like, it's always some kind of, like you say, some trick or something yeah. to be a bit too clever. This time, either he realized or someone sat him down and was like, no, this is what we're good at, this is what we can do. These are the weaknesses we saw in the first game at, at the Bernabeu, and here we go, we're mm. just going to commit to the game plan. And it paid off perfectly. Yeah, they punched directly, hit the like the really old bones and ribs mm -hmm. in Real. Yeah. So for Inter, I know that before the second leg of the game, or even before the two games they won against Bayern, I think City and Pep especially always thought that they may be better than us because they're mm -hmm. more experienced. That's why we're going to study them. But for Inter, they haven't played much in recent years. And yeah. definitely Inter... Okay, I'm a fan of Inter, but they're no good for... They're not as good as Man City. So yeah. maybe they will be more than enough confident. Like, say, we can win. We just go there and wobble them. We can win. Is there any chance that Inter can exploit this kind of minds, mindset, hit them with a really surprising, maybe a sucker punch, mm -hmm. and then make Pat doubt himself? 
say in the first after first half, like, what should I do? Should I do this? Should I do that? And is that their chance to win? Yeah, that's exactly it. Because like I say, the odds are so in Manchester City's favour. And every time that's happened previously, that's where Pep has fumbled it. Mm -hmm. Or that's where teams get upset because they just assume they're going to do it. How many times have we seen this with uh, Bayern Munich in the Champions League? Yeah. Anytime they get knocked out, it's when they are basically the favourites. Mm -hmm. And I would not be shocked if so, if an upset does happen, not only because of that, but you're looking at this inter-team and you have like Romelu Lukaku, you have um, Lautaro Martinez, yeah. you have players who either went to a World Cup final but couldn't commit like that's Martinez's issue mm -hmm. or you have Lukaku who wasn't fit and ends up sort of I wouldn't go as far as saying let his side down with mm. Belgium but clearly underperformed yeah. and they won another chance on the big stage and not only that just in terms of the team itself they haven't been in this position for a very very long time the odds are so stacked against them they kind of have nothing to lose mm -hmm. so I wouldn't be shocked if they go out there and just give it a really tough game I suspect they'll be figured out and figured out pretty quickly. You know, the thing which you've seen in Serie A is even with Juventus having that massive deduction, Juventus still usurped them and have taken second yeah. place. And AC, who they've played several times a season in terms of because they're in the same league in the same stadium in the mm -hmm. San Siro, they've beaten them every single time. Yeah. So they went into this basically with the knowledge that uh, besides for Rafael Leao, no one's really going to score for AC Milan. We talk about old players with Real Madrid. Olivier Giroud is their starting striker. Occasionally, he gets swapped out for Divock Origi. It simply isn't a top-level Champions League winning side. Mm -hmm. So they had two games where, from the very start, it felt like, okay, we've done this twice before already this season. We've beat them twice before. From that, they played fine, which makes me think that, on one hand, you'd love to say we haven't seen them properly give it the all fight for their place in the final but at the same time you know Lautaro Martinez Edin Dzeko uh, Celanoglu Mkhitaryan Denzel Dumfries like I'm looking at this team position for position man for man City has them beat yeah Simone Inzaghi has no Pep Guardiola like every every part of this story points to City Cruz to one of the easiest finals of all time you know, with just this history of Inter Milan, mm -hmm. you really want them to turn around and take that trophy home. That's true, because the last time they were in the final and they won it, mm -hmm. they did it over Bayern Munich. Mm -hmm. More Jose Mourinho was their manager. Before the final, Inter were always like, okay, we don't want to score. We didn't yeah. want to score at all. We just didn't want to lose. And then, bang, they stole a, a goal and then they won. But in the final, they were actually very offensive initially and they scored two goals mm -hmm. hit by by surprise then in the semi-finals against AC Milan in the first leg two goals happened in the yeah. first what 14 minutes so that's really early offense mm -hmm. what about now this city now like do they de like see the defensive line first or they attack first because if you can actually interrupt the ball control the position of the mm -hmm. ball for Man City maybe there's a chance like if say you were now the manager yeah which side do you So I feel like the answer to this almost was in the Manchester City versus Leeds game mm -hmm. when uh, Sam Allardyce's first game in charge for Leeds. Um, City took control pretty easily. Yeah. They scored two goals pretty quickly. And then with a few minutes left, they conceded one. Leeds just, bur just burst through. And as soon as they got that goal, that City team, you could see there was like a fear. They were scared they started crumbling passes went astray 
balls were being lost very quickly on the counter. So this Milan side will be knowing full well if they can score first or keep a margin. It's a team that can be rattled. You know, mm. you know we didn't see it uh, this past week, but I do really think that if, say, that shot from Tony Kroos or someone would have gone in, I wonder how the composure and the energy of that City team would have kept up because Leeds are such a small team. Even conceding that one goal in like the 84th minute shouldn't have bothered them as much as it did, yeah. but they really, really fell apart. So if I'm Simone Inzaghi, I'm thinking to myself, if we can hold the line and then catch them on the break, it's you know easy said than done with a team that's as controlling and as dominant as Pep City. If they can do that and snatch the first goal, then I feel like it becomes a free-for-all. Then it becomes mm. basically a 50-50. Yeah. But if they can't and the possession mounts, it's going to be a very long night in Istanbul. That's true. So, say if there's a very little chance, though, if City lose the final, mm-hmm. is it really time for Pep to go? Because he apparently has characterized this club into himself. Mm-hmm. His style, his whatever he is, is over the team. But if he lose again, is it time to say that, okay, your whatever you have doesn't really work for us. It's time to move forward and make a change. That's an interesting question because you look at what he did previously and it's like in Barcelona, he won in 2005 yeah, and then didn't win it again. No, And at some point, it was just enough is enough. So he goes to Bayern Munich and he fails several times mm. and just enough is enough, he goes somewhere else. The thing is, and this has been the knock against Pep all the time, is... You can call him a genius, which he is, but it's easy to be a genius when you are the biggest club, the richest club, exactly. and you have the best place in the league. And you every have Lionel Messi. Yeah, exactly. So if he doesn't pull it off here, I don't know where he can go next. I feel like he would have to stick around. And you not only that, but people are talking about him being the greatest of all time if he gets mm. it here, which I feel like if that does happen, he will want to cement his legacy and probably not just leave it as one and done. Mm. Probably want to try and repeat it. And Because for me, funnily enough, I think the greatest of all time is Carlo Ancelotti, who has won it four times, twice with two separate exactly. clubs. Yeah. I feel like he will be wanting to always be in that discussion of I won it multiple times with multiple clubs rather than I won it once here and I'm mm. going to go somewhere else. So I feel like he sticks around win or lose. But if he does lose this... It will continue this narrative of he's a big game butler and he's great over the long haul because he has the budget and he has the mm-hmm. the bench to constantly keep fresh legs and grind a league out when it comes to cups we don't know and not only that um just quickly not only is this the champion league final but i believe mathematically if they win this weekend they win the premier league and then they have the final of the FA Cup mm-hmm. with um, Manchester United, yeah. which means that out of nowhere, he's on for a treble. Mm-hmm. And if he can get that, I feel like that cements his legacy at Manchester City. And as we saw with him at Barcelona, he'll want to build on that. And basically, like I say, have this this record of he isn't just doing it as a fluke, he's doing the one-off. He is a real manager who can win in a what the Americans would refer to as like a dynasty format. Yeah. So I think he's going to be around for a long time. That's true. And I think that's all for today. Thank you for listening. Hopefully we'll be speaking to you guys very soon next week. See ya. Speak to you then. Bye-bye.